This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, Jimmy, out along with Jonathan Von Tobel here in the Sports Better's Paradise, talking some NFL. JVT from Veasan, another strong week, two and one, five of his last six. It puts him five games over five hundred for the year. Let's keep it hot. Let's go to the uh, Monday night game. We want to talk a little bit of Monday night football? Cincinnati and Buffalo. Cincinnati looks so good. In building that 22 to nothing lead. They are a covering machine. They have, uh, what, covered 12 of the last 13. They're yep. the number one um, uh, ROI team, best uh, ATS record uh, in the NFL. And now they come home after winning at Tampa Bay, winning at New England, hosting Buffalo. The, uh, the very public buff, Buffalo Bills, are one-point favorites here, JVT. Yeah, look, Jimmy, this is uh, one where – you know, I've used them quite a bit on this show. I've been riding the the uh, Cincinnati Bengals for a while now. I invested them about, a, probably, I think, just under a month back at 15-1 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. I'm just going to keep riding this thing, right? Like, we've gotten enough out of it that I think that this thing is worth playing consistently now as we move forward with Cincinnati. I make them a favorite. I think they deserve to be favored here over the Buffalo Bills. This is a Bills team that, if you look now over the larger sample size, has clearly been overvalued by the betting market from a spread standpoint. Um, and... You get a great offense. Now, I think one of the things that is going to hold Cincinnati back, potentially, uh, is losing Lyle Collins. That's a really big deal. Uh, That offensive line has been tremendous. It's been a big reason why that Joe Burrow has turned things around here because the pressure numbers has been absolutely great. But this is one of those, Jimmy, where I've bet this so often now with Cincinnati – I'm willing to take a loss if it happens. And you know what I mean? Like, we've gotten enough out of this thing at this point right now. It's just continuing to ride this, especially against the Bills team, as I mentioned, has failed to cover. I think it's four out of the last six games. Uh, this has been a thing where it's been pretty inconsistent. And excuse me, I want to get this right. Um, six out of the last nine, they have failed to cover the Buffalo Bills. So let's just wow. continue to ride it. I'm going to ride this Bengals thing until it derails. I think the Bengals are a great teaser leg as well for those who want to tease that thing up and get it to seven. Um, but I think this team should be favored and great, like not by a lot. But I still think this. I made this just over one and a half. So give me the Cincinnati Bengals at home yet again here, man. Yeah, Leo Collins uh, out for the season, so that's a blow. But you know, Joe Burrow one of the quickest with the ball out of his hands uh, in the NFL, and man, they are just rolling. It is um, it is unreal, and that's why I um, I took them in some of the uh, the win totals and saw did some exactas uh, with them in Baltimore because I thought Pittsburgh was going to be down this year. Pittsburgh's actually. Uh, better than I uh, I thought they would be uh, right now at seven and eight, uh, and in Cleveland with all of that nonsense going on, even with Deshaun Watson not anything. So I got Cincinnati straight exacta in a Cincinnati exacta box over Baltimore in <laughs> second. So it'll be interesting with the result. They flex that uh, Cleveland Pittsburgh game. They flex that game to Sunday night. 
Should Baltimore should Baltimore lose to Pittsburgh, the division is locked up. They'll have that lead, but seeding in the AFC is not. Any uh, if Baltimore does win, if win, lose, or draw, it comes down to the last week of the season when Cincinnati hosts Baltimore. Any of these outcomes on Sunday night affect your uh, your confidence level in this pick on Monday night? No, I don't think so because th- this is also still a team that right has the outside shot of the one seed in the AFC still up for grabs. Uh, if Kansas City ends up faltering down the stretch and the Bengals went out and beat this uh, Bills team, there's still a shot they could grab this one seed. So I think Cincinnati's motivated to just keep going, right? To win as many games as they possibly can and give themselves an opportunity to should the Kansas City Chiefs, which by the way we've seen, right, went to overtime with the Houston Texans two weeks ago, should they slip up and maybe fall flat on their face, this is a Bengals team that's going to be in a position to potentially grab that one seed in the AFC. So I don't think there'd be anything in terms of slippage of like, uh, you know, motivation for this team going forward. The only thing is those uh, the, the the Kansas City Chiefs uh, with that schedule, the rest uh, yeah. Denver in the, at the Raiders at the Raiders the last week of the season uh, could be interesting. who could bench Jim uh, Derek Carr by the way Jim I don't know if you're seeing some of these reports but that is being bantied about as a possibility because they don't want him to get injured and owe him that money before they get him out of here. <laughs> yeah, oh boy, <clears throat> the ulterior motives are in play uh, right now, and let's go to uh, speaking of that. What's going on with the Indianapolis Colts and the New York Giants? Two teams look like their effort level are really are, – are we? I thought this was only for these minor bowl games right now that we're <laughs> trying to uh, gauge motivation. But motivation comes into play for your next pick. The Giants are minus six at home against the Colts, who look so bad on Monday Night Football. Yeah, I, I think. Look, this is this is pretty much it for Indianapolis. They know the deal, and I'm not. Cons- you know, I don't think they're full on tanking. But I think that we're seeing this, right? Like, you're a team that right now is in control of the fifth pick in the NFL draft this coming year. You're a team that has nothing to go for, right? In terms of this season, next season, the roster's a little bit in flux too. You haven't had a quarterback now for two plus seasons. You've been chasing that ghost for a really long time. I think this front office understands that what's important right now is the future. And that's why you give the reins to what has been a practice squad quarterback all season long. And you saw exactly what happened. Uh, that was a terrible performance from Nick Foles in the Indianapolis Colts. You, know, you mentioned it right before we came on, taking on a prevent defense and being unable to do anything against that unit a 44.1 passing grade for Nick Foles in this game against the Chargers three interceptions four total turnover where he plays the game plan also was horrendous going up against a team that cannot stop the run and instead you have your practice squad quarterback come out have an average depth of target of nearly nine yards downfield and he's just slinging it around and putting it in danger I just think this Colts team right now is all out of sorts especially on offense I'm just willing to I'm willing to bite the bullet and just play against Indianapolis for the rest of the season. This is not a team that is well-coached on the offensive end. It's not a team that's well-coached overall. We've seen the point differentials in the second half and in the fourth quarter under Jeff Saturday. This is not a guy who can make adjustments, really is capable of it at this point right now. I think this Colts team is a pure fade over the last couple of weeks of the season. They have shown zero fight. This offense is abysmal, and they've got bigger fish to fry when it comes to the NFL draft. So give me the New York Giants who are really fighting for their playoff lives at this point. Boy, it's it's a, it's a kind of a system play for me, and it's been uh, very successful over the years. And that is the recency bias effect of the line and the value that you're getting when standalone spots like Monday Night Football, Sunday Night yeah. Football, a team looks so bad, and I will ride them <clears throat> the next week. <clears throat> What's that old saying? Um, 
fear uh, fear creates a value. Mm-hmm. Even at this point, JBT, I can't back this Colts team. <laughs> I mean, I just, I mean, it's, 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 it, you're in that spot now where tanking is kind of, you know, like, I, I don't believe in tanking so much individually because, you know, these players are playing for contracts, all mm-hmm. of them. And a lot of coaches will, and a lot of GMs will evaluate how guys are playing when things are at their worst. Okay. And so, um, so these guys have a short window with this opportunity of this career, but still this team is, they could not get a first down against a prevent. I mean, you, I've, you, we've seen NFL games forever where a team is just getting shut out. They can't get anything. They go to a prevent, they go up and down the field all the time. And Nick Foles could barely get a first down or two at the end of the game on the Chargers. But this is a stay away spot for the Indianapolis Colts. There's no doubt. Already, was had very little confidence in the market because of their high-profile collapse yep. in the 33 nothing game on Saturday a couple of weeks ago. So you're talking about a number at six right now? It might go up. Yep. It might even go up. And, Jimmy, uh, really quickly, for like to your point about tanking, if I could, you know, because you, you hit on a great point, it's not that the players are quitting. What's happening is the front office is just putting suboptimal lineups and players out there to get the worst result, uh, worst result possible, right? If you're Indianapolis, what you're really doing here, if you're not tanking, is starting the young kid Sam Ellinger and seeing what he's got for the rest of the season, right? You're not starting yeah. Nick Foles, who ran your practice squad all season long, who hasn't really been part of this offense and is learning it now over the last week and a half. It's not what you do if you're a team that wants to win games, wants to see what you have on this roster. That's a team that is trying to put out some suboptimal lineups. That is a coach who is desperately trying to find wins to beef his own resume. Those are not things that you put together here to optimize what you're talking about for your future and trying to do the right thing for your roster. And that's, I think, to your point, it's not necessarily players going out there. I think it's the decisions of this front office and this coaching staff that are, I think, pretty clearly showing us that they're tanking this thing. And it's a great point. And I don't think Ellinger has much of a future in the NFL, but let's see. Right. Let's evaluate him further. Uh, I mean, as long as he's our, he's our property, and we'll see. And, you know, probably maybe the, the, the coach of the year this year in the NFL, he did it. I mean, he pulled Jalen Hurts out of that game that last week against um, against the Redskins or the Washington football team, whatever they were uh, at that time. And, you know, I mean, it's uh, tanking by roster more so than uh, individual uh, effort and something that we'll have to see with the last week of the season with Green Bay if they want to get a further look at Love. And uh, and the whole bit. All right, let's head to the uh, a team total you're looking at. Looking at Detroit and the Bears. Detroit at home with the Bears. The Bears team total is what you want to look at here. 23 and a half. Getting out of those frigid conditions in Chicago where even those those frigid uh, frigid condition proud Bears fans weren't even showing up for that one. Same thing at Cleveland for that rough one and, uh, between the Saints and Cleveland. Their team totals 23 and a half back in a dome. Yep, and, and that's the important part for me, right? Chicago's kind of been out in the elements the last few weeks. Hasn't been the most favorable conditions for them playing against opponents, uh, right? And look at their last two opponents, for example. It's been the Philadelphia Eagles. It's been the Buffalo Bills. These are a team with Super Bowl aspirations, really good defensively. Justin Fields still had his moments in those games, but he has not really been the same guy. This offense has not been as explosive. But I think in this situation, now where we're talking about a friendly environment, which is indoors. Yes, it's on the road, but it's indoors. So that allows you to maximize everything offensively against a, a Lions defense, which, as we know, is a very poor defense. 
and showed some incredible warts against the oh. Carolina Panthers. Panthers had two 100-yard rushers before a halftime last weekend against the Detroit Lions. This is one of the lowest individual PFF run defense grades you're going to see in a really long time for the Detroit Lions in that game against Carolina. That was abysmal. So now you get Justin Fields in this confines against a much worse defensive opponent. This is one where I think we're going to start to see what the Chicago Bears were looking like before they kind of hit this bump of the road and going outdoors and playing opponents either at home or on the road in unfriendly conditions. Now you get this climate control against one of the worst defenses in the NFL. Justin Fields can go out there and do what he does best. They can run their design runs for him. They can get a little bit more explosive. I, I, I wanted to back Chicago here from a side perspective, and I still might like contest-wise or a side perspective. But I, I think defensively still gives you a little bit of pause, right? Because Chicago themselves are still one of the worst defenses in the NFL on all three levels. And Detroit could come in here and still find some really good offensive success because keep in mind Carolina actually very quietly, very much in the top half of the league in EPA per play defensively, all those things. So it's not really surprising they struggled a bit in that game. So I think ultimately, instead of hoping that this Bears defense can keep them inside of that number or do something against this Lions offense, I think I'm going to trust that Justin Fields in a much better environment for this offense is going to find his own form again here and get this team total over 23 and a half. Scored 30 the first time around in that come from yep. behind game against Detroit back on November 13th. Since they had that mini buy, that Thursday Washington game, that Monday night New England switched, uh, adjusted their approach offensively. And Justin Fields is going to, it was five straight games over this team total at 23 and a half. Then check out the conditions of the last four where they've gone under this 23 and a half. Uh, late November, New York against the Jets, uh, at home at Soldier Field against Green Bay, uh, at home against Philadelphia and Buffalo. So they're ready to get back in. A Maybe the Bears are going to put a dome over yeah, right. the Soldier Field. <laughs> that ain't happening. We know about that. They're not happy with the McCaskies, but uh, that is not going to Just get to some happen. better grass. Yes, yes. Get get some better grass. We we will start well with that one. So the Chicago Bears again over the team total of twenty three and a half, and we wait for the schedule too. You know, even everybody's listed as a noon, uh, a one p.m. Eastern kickoff right now for Week eighteen because they're going to match up all the teams. That's why they don't compromise uh, the games and try and keep everything is in doubt as uh, much as they can. JVT, five of his last six, so he is on fire. Let's continue. Cincinnati on Monday night, plus one against Buffalo. Giants, minus six against the collapsing Indianapolis Colts at home. And the Bears team total back in a dome, over 23.5 in Detroit in, the, uh, in that, that, that dome stadium there. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year again to JVT and all of yours. For Jonathan Von Tobel, I'm Jimmy Ott here in the Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network.